Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to brave the wild with me, Paladino Joey? It is episode number 11 of Brave the Wild. Today is Monday, February 9th, 2009, and it is great to have you with me once again today as it is time for episode number 11 as we're moving right along here, which is good stuff indeed. Of course, a little wild. Since the last show, not too long, only about a week. Got the all-star break out of the way before last show. That was the good part. <laughs> so we don't have that long, boring wait. That's the worst part about the all-star break. No games. Nothing to watch. Well, good thing that's over a week away. And, uh, well, first and foremost, Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. And I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this great hockey show. An alternative to the Minnesota Wild podcast on Minnesota or on wild.com. Nothing against that podcast. It's just, hey, there's more of a biased uh, approach on that show. This show is more honest, more open because, hey, you know, I don't have a, I don't have the Minnesota Wild with a gun to my head saying, you say anything negative about this team and you're done. You're done. No, <laughs> but you get the idea. Now on the sportsstuff.com, on the front page, there's a button that says TSS Boards. Click on that. That is how you can sign up and become a member of the sportsstuff.com. That is how you can interact with us podcasters like me on Brave the Wild. And you can vote on the polls and, uh, yeah, interact with all the other members, about 300-plus now. As they are coming in, that is good stuff. The ratings continue to grow for the show. But, yeah, that's how you can vote on the polls, like for this show, for my other shows, Timberwolves Explosion, Purple Mafia, and all the other shows on the website. So much to talk about. Sports, video games, everything. Even politics you can talk about on those polls or polls or, or uh, message boards, anyway, the, the forums on there. Do check them out. Now, also, about the ratings improving on Brave the Wild. Well, Brave the Wild now, there is a link 
to Brave the Wild, the area on the sportstuff.com, on minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Nice enough to put a link in the section where it says Minnesota Hockey Links right in the middle of the front page. Spectacular. Like you get right to the front page, scroll down only a teeny bit, right under there, Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Show. Just a awesome thing. This is a really cool website. Looks beautiful. Lots and lots and lots of links on here to blogs and everything. A really cool website. Chris from MinnesotaNHLFanSite.com. Minnesota.NHLFanSite.com. Nice enough to agree with me to put a link on there. And, of course, I will, in return, mention his site to you and tell you to give it a look-see. We're all working together, and it is some good stuff. Even We're even looking to uh, try to get a deal together similar to what Timberwolves Explosion has on, on TimberwolvesPress.com, also an RSS feed on that. So we'll get to that soon, and stay posted on that. All right, well, other than that, we're going to get into some game reviews and a little bit of background news with the Minnesota Wild right after this. Here on the thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 11, a reminder for iPod users. That is my Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings podcast on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. And, uh, yep, do check it out. Great show. All right, for the Minnesota Wild, well, now my top complaint for this team over the last probably three shows or so is this team has just been 500, 500, 500, 500 all the time. And it's like, when is this team ever going to break through and finally start playing some winning hockey again instead of just win-loss, win-loss, win-loss? Especially the ultra-frustration of beating a good team like the Chicago Blackhawks and then coming home to lose to the LA Kings. It's just, what the heck is going on here? You know, that just would drive anybody nuts. And, um, you know, yeah, beat Boston, get killed by Philadelphia, then lose to Columbus. Oh, goody. You know, just too many games like that. Well, the Wild finish, as remember, the very last game of the, of the uh, month of January, January 31st, the very last day of January, the Wild have a chance to break 500. So it's either going to be a winning month or the losing month. And, of course, that game in Vancouver, and I figured, oh, great, Vancouver has been dominating us the last year and a half or so. Great. We're probably going to finish with a below 500 month, just like December. It's like, oh, boy, two straight losing months. Nope, the Minnesota Wild are able to defeat the Vancouver Canucks. Spectacular. Of course, this game had to go in overtime, and of course the Vancouver Canucks were struggling at the time, but hey, a win is a win, folks. A win is a win, and the Wild are able to score two goals in the first period. That's what got us all excited. Like, oh my God, we might actually win. I mean, as long as Vancouver's not up two to nothing, otherwise... The way things have been of late, the Wild are dead when they're down two to nothing in the first period. I mean, bad, bad, bad news. Well, Miko Koivu, the top player on this team, the best guy on the power play, able to bury a goal 
with 7.38 into the first period early on, and that was awesome. Brent Burns and Bergeron, Bergeron, a part of that goal. That was an awesome play, and uh, not long, not much later, exactly four minutes later, Bergeron gets his chance to score a goal, his sixth of the year, assisted by Pia Mock Bouchard, and that was awesome. And like I said, all of us like, wow, we actually might win a game in Vancouver, like just like we used to back when you know about three four years ago, and we used to be the team that would usually win in this matchup. So very exciting stuff indeed. That was the end of the scoring after the first period, but then things started to kind of head to Vancouver way. They started getting them, you know, they started dominating the puck more. As, uh, of course, the Vancouver Canucks dominate the puck in this game. 40 shots on Nicholas Backstrom. 40 shots, of course, 37 saves. Roberto Luongo, just not his night. Only faced 27 shots, of course, giving up four. That was good stuff. Ryan Kessler... Scoring only three minutes into the second period, and it's like, oh, boy, here they come. Thankfully, though, Wild aren't, or that Backstrom, just absolutely spectacular in this game, not giving up another goal until early in the third period, unfortunately. But uh, I will mention also real quick, Bouchard got a big steal that led to Bergeron's power play goal that put him up to it or nothing. Pierre-Marc Bouchard had a lot to do with that goal, and thankfully he did was able to get that assist. It was a really cool play. Um, another thing I'll also mention, Marek Zidlicki. 70, 77% of his goals have been on the power play, showing the difference he's made with the man advantage. That is really, really good stuff. And um, that's where Marek Zidlicki's value definitely comes in. That's where it counts the most. But then, yep, Alexander Edler, when it got to the third period, scores only three minutes into the third period, and it's like, oh, man, now it's all tied up. It's all tied up. We we had that lead, and it's all tied up. Now now we're screwed. Here we go. But then Eric Belanger getting his tenth goal of the year, Mark, Pierre-Marc Bouchard again being huge for the Minnesota Wild. Huge. Who had three points in this game, three assists for Pierre-Marc Bouchard, by the way. I'll just bring that up. Awesome. Unfortunately, Ryan Kessler getting his second goal of the game with only 16 seconds to go in the game. Ah, so it's like, here we go. Now we're going to overtime. Watch. We're going to lose it all. We're going to blow everything. We'll, we'll, at least we'll get a point out of it. I guess not many of us are expecting that. But then only a minute 52, Mark andre Bergeron, his second goal of the game, Bouchard and Zidlicki, Factoring in on that. That, of course, was on the power play. And uh, the power play, very nice for the Minnesota Wild on this night. They converted two of five. Unfortunately, Vancouver committee converted two of four. So the power play affected for both teams in this particular game. Face-offs, well, dirty even. Minnesota won 27, lost 26. And you get the idea. It's just backwards with Vancouver. So pretty even in that side. That's good news, at least. I think I can definitely... Factor in for the Wild is they have not had great history in winning faceoffs. That's just one of those things. But they got it done on this particular night. No sign. Oh, actually, excuse me. Dan Fritchie. Dan Fritchie. That's how you say his name. Finally, I know how to say it. Uh, he played ten and a half minutes, and that's about it. One shot on goal. Didn't really notice much out of the guy. Can't really say anything special about him just yet. So we'll just see how that new acquisition factors in the future, but not really much to talk about when it comes to him. So the Minnesota Wild 
Thank God they finish above 500 for the month of January. And by the way, in the four games that I'm going to talk about, that of course the first one of four, Minnesota Wild above 500. And on Wednesday, the 4th of February, so after Super Bowl Sunday, you know, there was about a three, uh, three days off, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Minnesota Wild. Well, they are paid a visit by the infamous Anaheim Mighty Ducks. And even more infamous, <laughs> Jean Sebastian Jaguer, not in the goal on this night. Thank goodness. And the Wild face Jonas Hiller. Jonas Hiller. And he is pretty much the backup goalie there, but not so bad numbers. 11 and 14 this year. 2.17 goals against average. Nothing great though. Nothing great. Nothing horrible. He's in his second year. He was undrafted. He's from Switzerland. Not the greatest though, but the other goalie, Nicholas Backstrom, our goalie, our all-star goalie. 34. He stopped 34 shots. Uh, Hiller only faced 24 in the wild win. That is the exciting part. Of course, it says 22 saves because it was an empty netter. Pierre-Marc Bouchard, the third goal of the game. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Backstrom, just absolutely awesome. Once again, the player of the game, just like he was in Vancouver. It's all about Backstrom and Koivu, folks. Backstrom and Koivu are the MVPs of this game. Oh, and one note I forgot to mention. Kel Clutterbuck, by the way, in that Vancouver game, he was called for a 10- and 5-minute penalty for three hits, and Vancouver had a 5-minute power play, which the Wild, excuse me, amazingly were able to kill, despite numerous opportunities by the Canucks. Backstrom was amazing, saving shot after shot and not allowing rebounds. And um, that is a note I forgot to mention. I apologize, so thought I'd throw that in there. That was kind of a tough break for Cal Clutterbuck, but the Wild were able to shut down the Vancouver Canucks, and that was a huge statement indeed. Of course, unfortunately, yeah, they gave up the lead, but pulled it off anyway. And also, Andrew Burnett named the captain of the month for February. So no more Mika Koivu, at least for the time being. Koivu had kind of been the mainstay at captain for most of the year. For three months out of the year, it's been Koivu, or at least two months, excuse me, and then uh, Owen Nolan named the captain in... Uh, December, things did not go so well. So most of the wild success has actually happened during Koivu's captaincy. They were a lot better in October, November. So, yes, it was three months for uh, Koivu. So now the fifth month of the wild season, it will be Andrew Brunette. We'll see who's the captain next month in March. Maybe it'll be Koivu once again. But it's kind of been about Koivu, Nolan, and Brunette. We will see how things go there. Andrew Brunette, of course, the first time since his return, to the Minnesota Wild. He's a captain again. The last time was 2004. And by the way, the new captain scoring the opening goal of the game, only 421 into the game. Andrew Brunette assisted by Koivu and Bouchard. Those two guys stepping up. Those two guys to me, Koivu and Bouchard, were the other two guys I saw as the nucleus of this team with Gabrick at one point in time. Now I think it's just it's all about Koivu, Bouchard, and Burns, when it comes to the nucleus of the skaters of this team anyway, the goalie, Nicholas Backstrom, well, he's a free agent. That's the big question, how things are going to go there. Koivu then, a whole period later, four minutes and 20 seconds into the second period, is able to get his 15th goal of the year as he continues to factor in on virtually everything. Defense, offense, power play penalty kill. Miko Koivu is everything and everybody on this team. Mientnin 
and Brunette factoring in on that goal. It was a nice play. And, of course, Bouchard, his 11th goal. Bouchard, who has been red hot of late, if you're a fantasy player, getting the empty net later in the game. This was just an overall good game for the Wild. Timely goals. The Ducks pretty much playing from behind the whole way. And uh, the Ducks were 0-5 on the power play. The Wild converting one of three. Of course, that first one was Andrew Brunette with Koivu and Bouchard. That's a nice line, by the way. Koivu, Bouchard, Brunette. That is probably the hottest line on this team right now, i got to say. And I'd say the best overall line on this team without Gabrick around and probably will never return. We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, shutting down five power plays once again. Wild doing a great job there. The penalty kill has always been awesome for this Minnesota Wild team. Power play sometimes good, sometimes not. But it's been doing well of late. That is the good part. And that is a big sign of improvement for this team. Of course, Bouchard is 11th goal of the year. And like I said, he has been on fire. And if you have him on your fantasy team, congrats. I do. Wink, wink. Unfortunately, though, the Wild, after getting Backstrom 6th shutout of the year, by the way, 6th shutout of the year, the Wilder shutout, Friday the 6th of February, in our third game to review. The Wild get a shutout. I mean, I was pretty optimistic going into this game. The Wild only put up 22 shots on Dan Ellis. I was very, very optimistic going into this game. Look at Dan Ellis. He's also on my fantasy team, my third string goalie, by the way. Look at his numbers, 11 and 17, save percentage of 90. Goals against average 2.82. Now, of course, this was after the shutout, but you get the idea. Look at those numbers. That's that's ugly. In 1988, that's awesome. Not in 2009. Not in 2009. Just, mm, that was awfully frustrating. And, of course, like I said, only 22 shots. Minnesota 0 of 4 on the power play, so the power play short-circuiting there. Wild only had to kill two penalties er, from Nashville, and they were able to take care of that business, at least, thankfully. Um, one story of the game, i got to say, Nashville won 28 of the face-offs. They lost 21, so you obviously switch that around. 28 and 21 there. So Nashville controlling the puck in that sense. Now Nashville, of course. Minnesota had 12 shots on goal in the third period, trying everything they can. Pretty much, yeah, they more than doubled their shots on goal. Look at the first period, just four shots on goal, six on goal in the second. Very frustrating indeed. Just a tough game for this wild team. And any time they seem to get a shot on goal, there is no second chance they, because everybody's somewhere else. And uh, that was just that kind of game on this particular night. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And uh, Clutterbuck got an unsportsmanlike conduct. I also mentioned late in the game. That sucks. But I guess that's how it goes. Him and Jason Arnott having something going on there. <laughs> but that's how it goes. Jason Arnott, by the way, was score, scored his 19th of the year. That's a very familiar name, the veteran center. He's been around the league a little bit. 19th goal of the year, assisted by J.P. Dumont. That sounds like NASCAR. Of course, that up a little after halfway through the first or the second period. The first period, only nine shots were on goal combined. Very quiet first period. Just a lot of back and forth grinding. That's pretty much all it was. And, of course, the third period, well, Nashville was able to get a goal really early. David Legwand and then Nashville just pretty much went on the trap after that and shut down your Minnesota Wild. 
And Dan Ellis' uh, <laughs> goals against Jammers can improve a little bit, along with his save percentage and blah, blah, blah. So, helped my fantasy team a little bit, but certainly didn't help our Wild. And that sucks indeed. Definitely sucks for the Minnesota Wild. One of, one of, the, one of their lamer games of the year. But, thankfully, they're able to bounce back and defeat the Edmonton Oilers. Last night, on the 8th of February, they defeat the Edmonton Oilers in... Minnesota. Now this game was pretty much looking like it was going to go Edmonton's way. It it really was. Now for thankfully the faceoffs very even. Edmonton won twenty or thirty to twenty nine, so not that big a deal. Uh, Wild getting way more goal shots on goal. Excuse me, thirty nine shots on goal in this particular game, including fifteen in the third. Um, Paxton faced thirty, of course stopped twenty eight. Rolson, Rollison stopped 37. So very, in a lot of ways, two very similar goalies when you think about it. Two very steady-headed guys. And, of course, both members of the Minnesota Wild. Rollison, a part of that team, a part of this team for a while, including that wonderful playoff run in Backstrom, of course. Just a steady-headed guy. Both of them ended up beating out Manny Fernandez more than once for an extended amount of time in the net. No more switching back and forth with goalies in this era. It's all about Nicky Backstrom right now, and uh, no rotation, though. The captain rotation continues to go on, which is kind of a mystery to a lot of us. But anyhow, I'll stop rambling. Sheldon Sore getting his 14th of the year on the power play. By the way, the power play situation. Edmonton, one of six. They had six power plays in this game. Wild 0 for 3 in this game. But... Uh, Thankfully, Eric Belanger is able to tie this thing up. A lot of people were worried. Every time it seems like the other team scores first, the Wild are in big trouble because they're not really the biggest comeback team. But Belanger gets his 11th of the year, the steady Eric Belanger. Nolan and Janssen factoring in on that one with under two minutes to go in the first period. Thank God. But in the second period, both teams put on a few shots on goal. Nine by Edmonton, 11 by Minnesota. Entertaining second period somewhat, but no goals for the Wild or the Oilers. Anti Mietnin, though, 420 into the third period, gets a shorthanded goal. Getting a shorthanded goal, Anti Mietnin. So not only is the penalty kill doing a good job in Minnesota, but they are able to get a rare shorthanded goal. Koivu and Schultz, Nikki Schultz getting an assist with Koivu on Anti Mietnin's 11th of the year. Mietin, of course, as I mentioned a couple times, quieting a little bit. Certainly not on the Terry was early in the year. Sam Gagne with his fifth goal of the year to tie it up, unfortunately, to frustrate us a little bit. With about six minutes to go in the game, no goals the rest of the way. So we go to overtime. Well, only two shots on goal by Edmonton, three by the Wild in the extra period. Didn't. Accomplish anything, so now we're going to go to the shootout and hope for the best here. And after shot, after shot, after shot, Sam, Sam, Sam Gagne missing or is saved. Mietnin is stopped. And I don't know why Mietnin is the first wild out there, but okay, I, I guess. I, I guess he's pretty good at that, by the way. Uh, Nilsson can't score. Zidlicky stopped. Hemsley stopped. Burns just flat misses. Hits the crossbar. Tom Gilbert. Stop, and then, of course, Captain Clutch. Captain Clutch, Miko Koivu, who has done it so many times, buries it. And the Minnesota Wild win the game. Of course, Edmonton Oilers get a point out of it because it went to overtime. 
So, unfortunately, another division rival is able to squeeze a point out of us in the standings. That sucks a little bit, but, hey, at least we're on the winning end in both cases. And Klaibu, Captain Clutch, and the best player on this team, able to get it done once again. I mean, uh, <laughs> Nicholas Backstrom has been so much better in the shootout this year. It is just spectacular. I am very happy with him. He stopped one, two, three, four attempts by the Edmonton Oilers, and that is good stuff indeed. And, of course, the Wild converting on their fifth attempt. And that's all she wrote when it comes to your game reviews. The Minnesota Wild, three and one. Since the last show, absolutely cool. And Wild hope for the best. They play the Colorado Avalanche Wednesday night. I will definitely be watching that game, keeping up with this team. And Thursday at Detroit, that'll be a tough one. So two two of the famous rivalry once upon a time, Colorado-Detroit. Well, Colorado's a rival with us, and Detroit used to be a rival with the North Stars once upon a time. We haven't really been major rivals at Detroit, though, of course, we... I don't think many of us up here in Minnesota are big fans of them. So we're going to have to see how that goes. Ottawa on Saturday. Well, we better win that one. Ottawa's having a very, very tough year, and that is quite unfortunate. I'm sure that'll just be the three games that I'll review in the next show, being there's a lot of time off there after that on the schedule. Four games off until the Wild play Calgary Thursday, the 19th of February. So that is your game reviews. With that, I'm going to take a short break, and we're going to talk a little bit about some wild news and some wild talkers right after this announcement. Here on the SportsStuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on the SportsStuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on... Brave the Wild, episode number 11, a reminder for iPod users. That episode or commercial was about Timberwolves Explosion, my Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes and timberwolvespress.com. Do check it out. We will talk wolves on that show. All right. Well, there's an article in the Star Tribune about the new Minnesota Wild owner who's now owned the team for a little over a year. And that is Craig Leopold. Craig Leopold. And, uh, of course, no uh, relation <laughs> to Jordan Leopold. Uh, Leopold, of course, a Wisconsin native who was able to buy the team last year from Robert Negley Jr., the founder of this Minnesota Wild team and instrumental in bringing the hockey franchise to Minnesota via expansion from the National Hockey League. Now, he is not, he is nervous. It says, wild owner nervous, but not about franchise. Now, that is because he is uppity and jumpy, always in the uh, in his box at the games, in his seat, his suite, that is, excuse me, always up and down, jumping, because he's a he's a big fan, basically, and he's saying he wants to turn all responsibility, though, to Doug Risebrow and Jacques Lemaire, and he's not worried about them. They also talk about how he has been, or he had one GM 
and one coach during the time he was in Nashville. That is an interesting thought right there. A comment right here. There's also some talk about how he says the team is intent on re-signing stars and pending free agents Marion Gabrick and Nicholas Backstrom. A quote from Leopold, I don't know why it seems like this year has been very a very, very intense year, Leopold said. It seems more intense than any other year I've had. It just seems like it's been an unusually difficult year. And last year was too, I thought, by the way. <laughs> of course, Leopold was the owner of the National Predators for nine years. After a 6-0-1 start to the season, a 10-loss December has put the Wild on a seesaw. Correct. <laughs> Teetering between 6th and 11th in the conference from day to day. But Leopold said he, th- he still thinks the Wild is in a pretty good spot. Now, of course, it is so jam-packed in this Western Conference. Like they say, you could be in 6th and 11th today and tomorrow. I mean, it is just unbelievable. Comment here. I'm looking at the team on the ice right now, and I look at where we are relative to what I would consider the seven or eight teams we're competing with. And we're better than those teams. It's my hope that we make it. And I think Gabrick's going to be back in the end. I think that's going to help us. It's going to give us a little bump. I like our position. So he basically believes that Marion Gabrick is going to be a boost to this Minnesota Wild team as the playoffs come, or the playoff, the race to make the playoffs come. He thinks that he will be the final piece to get us moving forward. We'll see about that. Will he even play? And does he even want to be here? He also now is going to comment on pending free agent Nicholas Backstrom, who is, of course, 30 years old and an all-star. Negotiations are going on. We like Nick Backstrom. He's a great goalie in this league. We want to have him here. He wants to be here. Hopefully, we're going to work it out. That's really all I know. I would hope that we could get Backstrom signed, and I'd be surprised if we didn't. Backstrom said Friday, nothing's going on. Time will tell. So there's a little conflicting report right there. Very, very interesting indeed. Hmm. So, <laughs> Leopold said negotiations are going on. Nicholas Baxter said nothing's going on. Alrighty. Very interesting. He also says, Leopold says that's Doug's role and responsibility. He'll do what is best for his franchise in the long term, not just for the last 20 games. Well, I agree with that, but, uh, it's a very interesting situation in, as it goes, but also, yeah, as they say, he's confident with the current management of this team because he has he kept the same GM and coach during his entire tenure with the Nashville Predators. So a lot of people who thought that Leopold might be in a hurry to make a change might not happen, folks, might not happen. So you might be disappointed if you'd like to see a change in management. We're just going to have to see what happens with that. I mean, you never know. You never know. With that, as it says right here, in nine years owning the National Predators, he had one coach, Barry Trotz, and one general manager, David Poyle, and he plans to continue that stability in Minnesota. So, yeah, we're just going to have to see what happens with that. I uh, hate to disappoint you if that's not what you wanted to hear, but it is what it is, folks. It is what it is. I'm just happy that the team is starting to play better, as I'm sure a lot of you are as well. And, um, hey, if Gabrick is re-signed, at some point in time, I'm not going to be too upset. I'm, I'm, I'm really not going to be upset at all if he is resigned. If if he stays healthy and wants to be here, he's a valuable asset. I mean, hey, losing him really would suck. 
as I've considered him elect man. He is the electricity for this team. Of course, I use that because the Wild play in XL Energy Center, the gigantic electric company here in Minnesota. So, and throughout the country, of course. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope, I hope that Leopold's optimism or that he has reason to have optimism, excuse me, I'm a little bit loopy here, sorry, <laughs> he has a reason to have some optimism, and that it's not just a bunch of BS to encourage us Wild fans where we'll, or in the end, we'll come up with no Backstrom and no Gabrick. If that were to happen, boy, tough, 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 tough road. Who would be the starting goalie? Who would be the starting goalie if we were to lose Nicholas Backstrom? They had better get cracking on that sooner rather than later, in my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of yours out there, now, we're going to have a poll on the sportsstuff.com. So this is a way for you to not just watch sports, get involved. So all of you that are listening, especially you new people that may be listening to this show for the first time and welcome aboard, thank you for checking me out. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, please, if you do like the show, rate me on iTunes, simply on Brave the Wild. Simply go to Brave the Wild on iTunes. If you have a screen name, please rate me and leave a comment on there. It would only help like to get some reviews on iTunes. Now, as I said, on the sportsstuff.com in the podcaster section, click on Brave the Wild. The newest poll question is, what will happen with Gabrick and Backstrom? There are four choices, four simple choices. One, both will be signed. Two, Backstrom will be signed, Gabrick gone. Three, Gabrick will be signed, Backstrom gone. Or four, the devastating both will be lost. I personally have made a selection. It is Backstrom will be signed and Gabrick gone. So, I'm assuming that one is probably going to win, but who knows? We might end up losing both of them because it sounds like Backstrom will command a lot of money, being he is truly an elite goalie, and that Gabrick, in all, <laughs> you know, in all estimations, is done in Minnesota. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Please do check that out. Um, I have a MySpace for Brave the Wild. It is MySpace.com forward slash Brave the Wild Paladino. Why, there of course, just one year, one word, excuse me, I cannot talk today for some stinking reason. MySpace.com forward slash Brave the Wild Paladino. Do add me on MySpace. That would be much appreciated. And don't forget to join. If you have a Facebook, join the group Paladino Live Productions. More than would be appreciated if you were to join that. I would love it. Thank you again for listening. I'm going to wish you all a good week. Hopefully the Minnesota Wild can stay at above 500 in February. That would be terrific. We'll talk to you soon.